Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Every episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we'll be running through the tall grass and talking about Pokemon Red and Blue for the Game Boy. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. We've been surfing on Lapras to find Missing No, so let's eat some rare candies and talk some games. Let's go. So welcome to our Pokemon 50th episode, finally, finally. 50! Oh my god, it took long enough. Sorry. What a bunch of jerks. We're the worst, but we really appreciate everyone, and this is how we're going to start the new year with the 50th episode, talking about Pokemon finally, so we're super excited about that. Fun reminder, if we did publish forever ago, Chris and I trying to guess all 151 original Pokemon, it didn't go well. We did okay. We did okay. It, I struggled on spelling. But you can find that video <laughs> over on YouTube, so check it out when you get a chance to watch us make a mess of ourselves. Yes. But on that note, I think it's time for our video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! It's super effective. It's been a while. Had to exercise some demons there. Absolutely. so chris what's today's trope of the day this episode's trope of the day is tactical rock paper scissors which should be obvious based on this episode but katie what can you tell me about rock paper scissors in video games so just like the actual game that you everyone played as kids to decide on who's doing the next chore, in video games, this is a situation where one class type feature, however you want to define a character, is strong against one opponent, but then weak against a second opponent and making a normally a nice little triangle. Sometimes it's more than a triangle, but it kind of goes in a circle that everyone is weak to something and strong to something. Elemental is going to be the most common, of course, uh, but... Yes. There are other versions like in tactical games, you have like a ranger is better than a fast unit, but they're better than a siege unit or fighter versus mage versus thief. So it does exist in other forms as well in a lot of different video games. In tabletop games, in yeah. in any sort of, as you said, tactical thing. like It's strategic. It there in... has to be strategy if you're going to be in uh, Right. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... So this balance goes back to tabletop games. I mean, like, even, like, hex encounter games where it's, as you were saying, artillery versus, uh, I almost said pikemen, but that's, that's, that's mixing metaphors. Go to, go to, um, uh, Civ, pikemen versus cavalry versus infantry, mm-hmm. uh, artillery versus ground forces versus aircraft. There's always a balance and it's, it's always a, a very fun way to figure that out. And things like Pokemon, I think, is the first one that probably we dealt with because we played Pokemon before any sort of tabletop games. Yeah, very early on. But they literally have a diagram that's <laughs> a, what, like 12 by 12 grid? 15 by 15. A 15 by 15 grid that tells you what can fight 
what? Like, yeah. So that's the funny thing about Pokemon is now there are 18 types. So they've added three types Oy. since the originals. I, I'm not going to look those up. But back in the day, there were 15 types of Pokemon. And they actually provided. So the grid I have, we had, there's a grid that I found that was provided in the Nintendo Power Guide um, to explain mm-hmm. the advantage versus disadvantage versus I X. I don't know what X means, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, X is probably, let's see, ghost against normal is nothing. So, like, electric against ground, almost no effect. Oh, it's a no Normal effect. against ghost, almost I no effect. I see. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, so they have the different types, which is very intense for a kid if you think about it. Oh, my God. Like, well, at least it was in the manual. So, but always, well. always read the manual, kids. But, yeah, so Pokemon obviously is the classic example of this. I mean, you see it in Final Fantasy games, right? I mean, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it's like lightning versus water, which I guess is a Pokemon thing as well, yeah. right? Like, But yeah, it definitely happens in RPGs. Fire versus yes. ice is a big one in RPGs. Yeah. But you see it in things in like Borderlands. Mm-hmm. You've got elemental guns. So like fire is good against... Flesh. Flesh, for, for lack of a better <laughs> term. <laughs> Corrosive acid is good against armor. Explosive and and mostly electricity is good against shields, yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's all over the place. Like it's it's an important part of tons of games. Like yeah, it can incorporate it in a lot of different ways. It's strategic elements. It's something that's so defining to Pokemon is what element are you or what element is your Pokemon yeah. and what element is the move of your Pokemon and is it going to be effective or not? It's it's all over the place. So it, it's, it's a very basic concept that can obviously be expanded out to an absurd degree when you're talking about things like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Trace it back to original war games. Like what's yeah. good against what? Like that's, that's what, that's what war gaming is about, right? Like yeah. putting, putting your strategic advantage pieces against things that are weak against that and how it's permeated through games. That's just how it works. Yep. It's fascinating. Uh, And that's why tactical rock, paper, scissors is this episode's video game trope of the day. Trope of the day. Shorter. Shorter. Because it was weak against the topic. Maybe. Hey. So that brings us to... The main segment of this episode, let's start talking about Pokemon, Chris. I kind of want to kick this off to you because you wrote most of these notes. All right, what can you tell me about Pokemon Red and Blue? So, Pokemon Red and Blue was developed by Game Freak, and it came out originally in 1996, except not Red and Blue came out in 1996. In 1996... Pocket Monsters Red and Green were released in Japan, with Pocket Monster Blue coming out later that year. So the first three came out in Japan in 1996. North America didn't get Red and Blue, what we now know as Pokemon Red and Blue, until 1998, almost two years later, or more than two years later. And at the same time that that got released in the U.S. and in Australia, uh, Japan got Pokemon Yellow, which is the third game of the of this particular generation. I didn't realize that Yellow came out that quickly in Japan. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, two years. Uh, and at that time period, as well, we now know, yeah, with game yeah, development, two it, years. Yeah, yeah. but it took another year for Pokemon Yellow to come out in the U.S. What I thought was really interesting is Europe was two years behind everything. Or a year after. Uh, they didn't get the original Pokemon games until 1999. 
which is just kind of interesting that they were just delayed huh. significantly. But even though the game was uh, came out in 1999, the uh, concept was originally proposed to Nintendo back in 1990. But at first, people thought it was going to be too hard to make and too tough to sell to children. Um, they were kind of worried that they weren't going to understand the potential of the game. But oh. as I like to say, our Lord and Savior, Sh- Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, <laughs> saw the potential of the game and basically told the company to do it anyway. Um, it's, it's, I'd, I'd call him a national treasure. He is. I mean, he's a national treasure, even if yeah. he's not from our nation. Nope. But. So counts. Yep. Uh, so the whole concept was based on the original developer Satoshi Tajiri uh, his love of insect collecting when he was a kid so you could see how that translates into Pokemon collection but he saw it as a kid he saw he loved collecting insects and then he saw basically the urbanization of Japan and children stopped going outside and collecting insects so he wanted to create a way to kind of bring back that nostalgia of collecting insect like things again why are you making that face it just made me think of dad's stories fighting spiders yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was, oh my God. So fun st- fun story about insect collecting and, and fighting insects. <laughs> Our father back in the day, they he and his friends would, there was a certain type of flower that was around native to their area. Uh, they that If you opened it up, there'd often be a spider hanging out inside. And so they'd do that, collect the spider, put the spiders on their hands and fight they, them. They would put them on their hands and make the spiders fight. Make them fight. Oh my god, our dad was a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> oh no, he was one of the really lame bug catchers who were terrible. Oh no, he's a bug catcher. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I'm just picturing him in the hat and the shorts. Oh, Pop- well, he did wear those shorts when he was that age, to be fair. <laughs> oh no, our dad is a bug collector. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Pop <laughs> No, he's not. But unlike our father, uh, Tajiri actually specifically brought up the fact that Pokemon would faint. There would be no blood. There would be no death because he didn't believe in pointless violence. So this was not a, oh, Nintendo did this because this was very early Nintendo days. No, this was actually the developer. He said he did not believe in pointless violence. And so that's why it was always fainting. But like the the Pokemon, there was never, death was never a concept in Pokemon, which I thought it's kind of interesting that often we hear about games that need to be like dumbed down or made nicer for for kids and that wasn't the case in for this it was no no like there was there was never going to be a death in pokemon which i thought was yeah. interesting um another thing is if you could tell especially early days while there was more than one developer on this game you could see the influence of just a single developer in these kind of games how much impact he had because the reason trading exists in the game is because he was playing dragon quest 2 and there was a certain rare loot that he really wanted and it was a very rare drop, and he kept fighting the monster and couldn't get it. But his buddy got two of them in very short succession, and he's like, I want to trade your item. Can you trade me that item? And he found out there was no way of trading at the time. And so he says, wouldn't it be really nice if there were certain things that if you can't get, you can get from somebody else and trade them. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the trading concept come, came from. And it's from this point that actually Miyamoto was like, well, if they're going to trade between two different people, that's why we should have two different almost games where there are different Pokemon in each game so that you have to trade. So really, instead of just saying it's an option to trade, it's like, no, no, you have to trade if you want all the Pokemon. And that came from Miyamoto taking that idea. I, I appreciate what he was going for. Oh, I mean, not really, because what... <laughs> 
What if you have no friends? <laughs> oh, no. Make some friends, what, Chris. What if you have no friends? Video game players without friends? <laughs> or an only child in our case. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Video game players are notorious for having a ton of friends. <laughs> <and> no- <laughs> So that's how they built that out. I also find it really interesting as well. Again, the development team was more than one person. It was still relatively small, as was typical of the time. But there was, they say, fewer than 10 people who came up with all of the 151 Pokemon. So they would propose the ideas and then the artist put the concept art together. And that's how we got it. So it's a very small core group to start with. Another core member of that group was Junichi Masuda. He did the music and he created all of the Pokemon cries in the original game. So all the different noises that each Pokemon did, he created. I mean, yeah, you, you made a bunch of weird MIDI noises. Yes, but if, he, he did the music too. There's a lot of good music in the game. There, there is. But he's also one of the founders of ga- the Game Freak Development Company. So he, is, he, he came before Pokemon. <laughs> but fair and, enough. And has since done the music and the sounds of every Pokemon game pretty much since. So... <laughs> core member of the team for sure but getting into some fun facts about pokemon series but pokemon the original games uh first of all game freak which is again the developer of this game was actually originally a self-published video game magazine that tajiri started in 1983 and then the other founders of the game studio basically joined him on the magazine first and then they started the game development studio which is kind of funny so it was originally called capsule monsters uh the game's title went through several trans transitions due to trademark difficulties it became capumon then also capumon with the k, with a k. <laughs> <laughs> before eventually settling upon pocket monsters that's the that's the thing that everyone hears about is is pokemon was Pocket, pocket Monsters. monsters. Yeah. And again, yeah. the original games was Pocket Monsters Red and Green. Yes. So that that was the original name in Japan. Pocket Monster Blue, which was the third game, which is really interesting because obviously it was Red and Blue came out for the rest of the world first and then Yellow. In Japan, it went Red and Green and then Blue came out a, later that same year, but was a special edition mail order that you could only get through mail order, which is kind of fascinating. Like, that's how rare it was originally. I love it. I, I mean, that's that's how that the, the game entry was back then, right? Yeah. Like, mail-in cheat codes, mail-in, all that stuff. Yeah. It's great. I think the other kind of funny thing about it is to create more interest in the games early on, because it was it, it sold well to start with, but it was a slow kind of burn on the cell. Like, it, it was slowly built and built and built, especially because they didn't want to originally hit the, the North American markets because they were afraid that North Americans wouldn't find it interesting. Clearly, they were wrong. I mean, that's that's much like all of the, the Final Fantasy games, right? True. Like, But to get interest in the game, uh, Tajiri revealed an extra Pokemon called Mew hidden within the game, which he believed created a lot of rumors and myths about the game, and it kept interest alive. The funny thing about that was that was one that everyone thought was a myth, and it turns out was true. Mew is actually in the game. You can get Mew, which is wild. Yeah, which is, yeah, which wasn't figured out until like a handful of years ago. Like, yeah, it was much later that people realized like, like that he was buried, buried in the source code. Yeah, type he wasn't thing. kidding. You was actually in the game. Yeah. But then other rumors came about it. And we'll talk about some of those other uh, schoolyard rumors a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it is really a situation where uh, he started essentially the original rumor, even though it was true. And it kind of spread from there, which I found is hilarious. That is that is amazing. That that was started from a developer. Yeah, like the developer. <laughs> <laughs> 
but let's get over to the, the critical response. As I said, they they didn't, unsurprisingly, no, it had very good reviews. Ha! But ha. They, didn't, they didn't think it was going to do well in the U.S., so it actually spent fifty million dollars to promote the game. And in the nineties, that's kind that's of a nuts. lot. Yeah. It it paid off. It worked out for them. I think they're fine. <laughs> and and I, I think so. Yeah. I think they're fine. But yeah, the game, uh, blue and red. I love how the blue and red have separate scores according to game rankings. Um, blue is 88%. Red is 88%. Yellow, 85 hmm. Don't know what about it that people didn't like as much. I was trying to look for notes. Couldn't really find notes about why yellow wasn't as well liked, but it wasn't. I, that's weird. Uh, because, uh, because Pikachu's a terrible starting Pokemon. <laughs> Pikachu is a terrible starting Pokemon. <laughs> Factors people brought at the time of why people really loved the game was how much end game stuff there still was to do. So even if you beat the game, you might not have explored everywhere. There were still more Pokemon to catch. There was still trading you could do. You could still fight friends. You could trade with friends. There was so much to it beyond just the core game. And for a handheld game, that was really different to how deep the game could go. And so I think beyond just the features of the game being very well liked and the balance of the game and everything, it just there was more to it than just the base game, which really appealed to people. I have some issues with how part of that works, which we'll get into in the mechanics later. Yes, fair enough. So the Pokemon, beyond just the Pokemon games being wildly popular, this obviously spawned everything that's come out of it. All of the media, the cartoon is just. I mean, the a cartoon was of everything. the The world it created, I it's and the fact that it's still the fact that Ash Ketchum just finally won. He just finally became the best trainer in the world last year. <laughs> Took you forever, Ash. You're still 11, too, which is wild. Uh, but, like, they have Detective Pikachu. They've had all the different types of games, like the Mystery Dungeons. But we've also had, like, mm -hmm. the new TV show that's on Netflix that I really want, which is, like, stop stop motion animation. Uh, Pokemon Concierge looks freaking adorable, and I want to watch that. Like, there's, there's, it's such a phenomenon. There's so much cultural at this point. impact. Oh, Pokemon Go. Didn't talk about the phenomenon oh, that was Pokemon yeah, Go. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, my point is, like, the cultural impact of Pokemon is so beyond just video games. Are huge. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's everywhere. Go into go into a Hot Topic, go into a box lunch, go yeah. into any, go into a GameStop. The amount of merch, go into a Target, go into a Walmart. Go into You'll a grocery find... store where our mother yeah. for yeah. Christmas found little Pokemon Legos yes. put, to put in our stockings. She yeah. found it in the grocery store. <laughs> and yes, as adults, the... our mother still made stockings for us and got us Lego Pokemon. And got us Lego Pokemon. And we loved them. <laughs> uh, she knows us well. <laughs> she does. So... The, the the point is so such a big phenomenon. Kind of bringing it back a little bit to games. Yes. I know we do, we often talk about speed runs, and I I didn't feel like speedrunner was really relevant for this kind of game. But I thought there's an interesting part of speedrunning that's now existing. It's not for red and blue necessarily, but there's something called Ironmon now that is a big thing on Twitch. And what Ironmon is is you have to beat the game, beat the final champion with the following rules. Uh, I made producer Kyle put all these notes in. Because he understands those a are a lot of notes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be quick. It's a so the reason it's only on the modern games is because there's some mods that you have to do. Because uh, it's a randomized starter Pokemon, so it's not even one of the preset starters. It's like completely random, mm. and you're not allowed to peek at it. Then you can only carry up to six Pokemon at a time. You can't have a a, a box. The box. What, which... As as soon as you 
if you, you can only catch one at a time and you can always kill one. So if you catch a po- one type of Pokemon and as soon as it dies, you can't use it anymore, but you can't catch another of that same type. Like so that's it's it. like hard, hardcore mode. It's, it is exactly like hardcore Diablo. mode. Yeah. You, you can't wild, uh, wild Pokemon grind. You can only beat trainers to, uh, to get XP. You can't only use items you pick up there's no stores it's crazy there's a bunch more rules i i really can't go there's also a harder version of this it's insane there's the there's just oh uh, one of my favorite rules you have to talk to mom when you start your journey otherwise you're just rude (laughs) (laughs) yes in 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 the video i'm shaking my head because this is like the most it's so uh, tough, it's, but there's so much. My point is, it's only in a game that has so much relevance, like Pokemon. Could an environment oh, course, like this yeah. be created? Because there's there's that culture about it, so that's yeah. why these subcultures pop up, and it's just like, I mean, it's like the um, you see this in WoW too, where it's like get to level sixty without killing anything, right? Like it's it's those type of runs, yeah. and that again, you know, the game has a cultural impact when. So many of these rules exist. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it's really fascinating. The only other game I'll bring up is, well, there isn't a traditional remake of Red and Blue. They did do Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which are essentially red and blue, but really it's essentially yellow or yellow with Eevee instead of Pikachu, which I think is really interesting. And it was for the Switch. Producer Kyle played it and really liked it. I, 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 I find that interesting. It's, that. It, it's back in the Kanto region. So it's all the original 151 Pokemon. It's, it's all the same mm-hmm. uh, battles and stuff. So it's kind of really interesting and remastered beautifully. No, it's, it's very, very, it's a new game, mm-hmm. but it is basically a redo of the original Red and Blue, which is kind of awesome. With all that said, we've talked a lot already. It's time to go back to the past properly this time. <laughs> back to the before we had a chance to play this game. So let's play that Chi Ocarina of Time and go back to the past. I choose you. Pika? Or me. Pika, Pika? So that music means we are back into the past, back before we have played this game again. Katie, what do you remember about Pokemon Red and Blue? So I want to say we got these games very early into our Game Boy lives. In that, like, it has to be one of the first. It had to be one of the first games because I'm pretty sure mom and dad got us each our Game Boys and possibly one ga- each of these games at like Christmas. Yeah. I know the Game Boys were Christmas presents. I'm pretty sure they got these as well. I have the dark purple Game Boy and you had the clear purple Game Boy. Correct. Which I think we briefly talked about in the Link to the or, uh, Link's Awakening we episode. We did. And I have Pokemon Blue and you got pl- Pokemon Red back yep. in the day. So I, I remember the other thing our parents got us, which was crucial to this game, was the connector link cable so that we could yes. trade Pokemon. That was very important. Was so important for this game because, and I think a lot of the new ones do this still because that's why there's two different versions, but you only have so many Pokemon in each version or certain Pokemon in each version. And so you have right. to trade if you want to get all of them. If you want to, in fact, catch them all. So I remember like, uh, Caterpie was in red and, and Weedle was in blue. I was going to say, blue. and it was Weedle in blue. And it was like Ekans was in blue and I forget the red equivalent. Oh, I don't remember what the red equivalent was. I, like My first thought was um, 
coughing, but that's just because of Jesse and James. Yes, but I think those that's true too, that he's only in one. I remember Bellsprout, I think, was in blue and Oddish was in red. Or is it the other way around? No, that's correct. Yeah. Because I, uh, yeah, I had Oddish. And, and and that was like things like in, I remember yeah. like in the Safari, Safari Zone. Oh, he, that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You had like one had Nitto King and the other had Nitto Queen. Like they're mm. like, like things like that, like really specific little like weird nuances. And I believe also the big one was the fossils. I think. I thought you had to choose. Or did you choose the fossil? Oh, I don't remember now. Because there's Ammonite so- and Kabuto oh, are the two yeah. different fossils that you could choose. You're right. Maybe it is a choice. Are you thinking, you're thinking uh, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. That's true, too. Named after named after Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, which is great. They're, it's so good. No, but I mean, like, in, in general, this game was so much fun. It's a collector game, obviously, which this is one of my first, I think, like, monster collecting games that I played. And this is definitely something that's been a theme that oh, we yeah. really haven't talked about on this podcast, actually, because, like, a lot of the games I played later on, um, in particular, the Shinigami Tensei games have an element of monster collecting that's very reminiscent of Pokemon. Oh, interesting. And I really love that. And so I'm like, oh, like, the- Pokemon is the first time I really did this kind of thing. And so now I see it in, like, later games and I'm like, or, like, a Persona, <clears throat> same way. Like, oh, that whole, like, <clears throat> series of, like, collecting monsters and stuff. I'm like, hey... That's my Pokemon genes coming through. I don't know how many of the other Pokemon games I actually played. So I definitely held off from most of them for a long time. Like I skipped all yeah. of the Game Boy Advanced ones. I didn't do any of those. I The first one I came back to was Pokemon Gold and Silver for the uh-huh. DS. I believe it was for the DS and not the 3DS. I think it was just DS. Uh-huh. And the reason I specifically, or like the specifically picked those games was they are like the direct sequel to Red and Blue is how they're treated. Ah. Uh. So like they're like, you're partially in the Kanto region, which is where Red and Blue take place. But also like, it, I remember it was like a direct like lineage and that's how, cause it was also, I was at GameStop at the time. So that helped obviously. Right. But it was all, everyone was like, no, no, you have to play, you have to play. And it had an element where if you bought a certain version there, you got a little Pokeball that you could send the Pokemon to and you take walking steps with. So, so that's, it was like an early version of Pokemon Go in that sense, where you had steps with your Pokemon to level them up. Didn't you have one of the like Pikachu, not tachyometer. Why can't I remember the name? Tamagotchi? No, 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 no. Like a step counter. Pedometer? Pedometer. I swear you had like some sort of Pokemon pedometer because you would just sit there and shake it. Yeah. Well, no, there's two. I had a Digimon Tamagotchi slash, not like our original Digimon, like one based on the show that you Uh would shake to walk because it was a pedometer. So that's probably what you're thinking because that thing was really, really obnoxious in its sound because it was was really, really loud. But that's what I'm saying. In in, in Pokemon Silver and Gold, which was much later, they also had a pedometer that I also would shake. Hmm. But it looked like a Pokeball. Right. But I think that's important to being like, I think a lot of my memories or the reason pokemon stay so fresh in my head is pokemon go i did play a lot of when it first came out and then Uh they started adding all the pokemon beyond the first 151 and i'm like i don't know any of these pokemon yeah i don't care yeah i i I played pokemon go for for a while it was hard because there weren't any pokestops at my work Mm. so 
And we didn't exactly, we sort of lived in a walking area, but there wasn't much stuff nearby. Yeah, whereas my work created a work channel chat that nice. we all played Pokemon and did raids and stuff together. But I think that brings it up. Of course, the the TV show was also a huge part of this as well, of course. Like the song and... Oh, the, yeah, we watched a ton of the TV watched show. Watched a ton of the TV show. Yeah. But the game itself, like, it just... I remember, like, the old man at the very beginning who teaches you how to catch a Pokemon and how you have to talk to him. And I remember when I would replay the game, I'd be like, shut up, old man. (laughs) It's like, just get to the point. Get to the Pokemon catching. But I do still have the original game and the original Game Boy. I actually just put in new batteries today. And I just, for me, I know this is going to sound different for you, Chris. I'm going to hear it. See if you can hear it. I don't know. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. And then... Yup. And then the noise. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so... It, it, feels, it feels so good. So I have this game still. I have my continue. And so it's funny. I, part of me is like, I should play this on, you know, play the original version for the podcast. But uh-huh. I have my original game on here. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I might yeah. have restarted it, but I, I don't think I did. Because I have 111 Pokemon on here. I don't oh, want to restart that because I will never get, get, get them on again. It. I will never get that again because because there's no, no. transfer cable anymore. Right, you can't. <laughs> so I can't, and I can't go back. I have all eight badges. Apparently, I was a brat, and na- I either I either kept the original name or named myself Gary because you because. <laughs> oh, that is so on brand for you. <laughs> that doesn't even surprise me at all. So thirty-eight hours and twenty-six minutes. Wow. On the game. But that's the other thing that Chris found out later in life was that he left this, his Game Boy at home and went to college. And I started playing again. And I went and took all of his Pokemon from his original game. I had I had a save with all of them. You, did, you had 150? Got, How? Because we traded... Yeah, but I. How do I not have 150 then? I don't know. Did you start you, over? I, I see. I, want, I must wonder have if, started. No, but we no, had I to have started. We had to have started over a little bit because the only way you to get the, all three starters. The, yeah. So one of us started over multiple times. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing that about this game that I uh, is crucial. There's one save slot. Period per cartridge. Mm-hmm. So you either have continue or new game, and you restart again, and it's like oh, yeah. poke. and you can't transfer. Unless you save. Correct. Yeah, that's the big thing. That's why, like, you do the thing where you get all three starters yeah. at the beginning. Like, as early as possible. you have, to have possible. someone that's willing to wipe their game. Multiple times. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. That was brutal. And so I, I was like, I don't know if I want to get rid of that, like, save file on there. So I might I, <laughs> I, I might figure something out. But, but yeah, so Pokemon, I just, we spent so much time. Obviously, I remember we did, uh, the other reason our parents actually, because, again, they weren't big fans of video games for a long time. So we were still limited yeah. on our use. But this was for, like... Our trip to Florida for like Disney World. I think this was like a preamble yeah, or one like of our that. long trips that our parents were like, let's distract them with <laughs> so they don't bother us in the car, <laughs> which it worked. Thanks, yeah, parents. That's fair. These are also the screens, and I think we talked about this in Link's Awakening of you can't see them at nighttime. We definitely did. Yeah, they're not. They're not backlit. They're not backlit, at all. and so they did have the so adapters. Like, yeah, they did. We didn't have we that. Didn't have you're that. like trying to like when it's dark, you're like trying to catch it in streetlight mm-hmm. light. As it like goes by, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a ton of fun. I, I just I love it. It was such a we use this in a lot of our episodes. And I, I didn't want to say it, but Pokemon in general, not just this game, but we 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 I try not to use this phrase all the time, and yet we always seem to use it because I don't have a better phrasing for it. But Pokemon, not just the game, 
was a cultural touch point. Every kid of our generation knew oh, about yeah. Pokemon. Whether you played the Game Boy game, which I kind of feel like put you at a higher scale than those who hadn't. And maybe that's because I'm a nerd, so our scale was nerdier. Maybe. But, like, everyone knew the TV show, at least. Yeah, there was the TV show, there was the game, there was the, the card game. Producer Lisa Howe. She's shaking, I didn't, I didn't. How could you I marry this woman? <laughs> and producer Kyle's now telling me the first Pokemon he ever played was Let's Go Eevee, uh, Pikachu. Oh, mine was Pokemon Go. That's the first one I ever played. Didn't we own, because we you bought watch the show? Sun and Moon? Um, I didn't play a ton of it. No, I have Sun and Moon too that I never played. Or Sun or Moon, but I never played it. I don't it. know. You wanted I, to buy it at some point, so we bought it. I'm so pretty I sure know. I bought it because you guys told me to buy it so we could all trade, and then none of us ended up playing. No. I, now, I think that we bought one. So I think we only have one, Chris. Oh, I maybe. We wanted to trade with Katie. Maybe that's what Possible. it was. That one of us bought one, and, one of us, and we never played. That's typical. <laughs> Totally typical. So it's just this game, I again, it's going to be very similar to our Power Rangers episode that I think there's going to be so much crossover with our memories of the TV show and our memories outside of the game itself. But even uh-huh. then, like, the, there was so much of the game. Missing, no, the Pokemon, of course, to cheat and multiply your items. Oh, yeah. The glitch. The- off it was of like Cinnabar if, if Island. Put, yeah, you had to like surf down the side of the island. That's what it was. You had to. That's why you had to talk to the guy who taught you how to catch Pokemon because you talk yeah. to him. Then you fly to Cinnabar Island and you go on the one and side then you and surf you surf the there, one side. And then you find Missing No, and it multiplies like whatever items in your seventh slot. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people did rare candies, which I remember doing. But the big one you do is the Master Ball. Also that, yeah. Because those you two. only get a master, one master you ball. You only get one, yeah. And so you normally, people are like, oh, do you use it on Mewtwo or do you use it on one of the legendary birds? And the answer is you use it on all of them. You, you do it on all of them. Because dirty. But I mean, that was like <laughs> that was like part of the game. And then, of course, I you know, hearing as an adult that like it wasn't a myth that you could get Mew in the original game, which is just fascinating. Yeah, that blows my mind. It blows my mind. So, so I mean, just there's so much about this show, I think, and the game. I keep saying the show. There's so much about the game that we I enjoyed so much of. And again, it was I liked these kind of games because even though it wasn't a co-op in the same way, we still could play together. We could discuss what we did. Oh, and yeah. We could talk strategy and we could play each other. That was the other thing with uh, the connector cables is you could battle each other. You could battle each other. Yeah. And and I think that was that was a huge fun of this game. And it was like independent enough. We could do our own things, but we could still play together, which is also, you know, a ton of fun. Yeah. I remember there was obviously the element like that was that might have been the first time we dealt with types. I should oh. say not elements. I was like element. Yeah. Like types. Pokemon types. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like grass being good against water, which is good against rock, which, you know, is good against mm-hmm. electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why starting with Charmander was a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Because the first gym gym was rock rock and the second gym was water. (laughs) I don't think I ever started with Charmander. I always started with Squirtle. I think I tended to start either Squirtle or Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur was good against Bulbasaur was good against the first two gyms. Yeah, I think I always did Squirtle because Squirtle and then the balance of you can pick up grass Pokemon, but you really can't pick up a water Pokemon until much later in the game. Because you need a fishing rock. Whereas you can get a grass Pokemon relatively early in the game. I remember we we clearly watched the show before we got the game. Yeah. Because I I remember the first time you see Pikachu and like the sprite for Pikachu is like this fat little thing (laughs) compared to the TV show. You're like, that's the Pikachu? Like He has evolved and he got in shape for uh, for the TV show. (laughs) But I think that's also clear from the fact that my player name is Gary, which... In the original game, you're red and blue, not Ash and Gary. 
Yeah, that's that's true. And I named myself Gary because, and I'm sure I I guarantee Professor Oak's grandson is Ash because I'm a brat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. I mean, yeah, that's. But no, that Ash I named is... it that. Oh, oh, I see. Because you get to choose yeah. your right, name right, and right. your That's right. Right, your right, 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 right. And that's why some people, you know, who did the immature thing was like, oh, rival's name is Butt. No, I mean, I loved playing it. Oh, it was Like, so I fun. do remember playing it for hours and hours. I, I really think I got all 150. You must have been close even if you didn't get all 150. I believe yeah. that. Uh, I believe that. 111 is not insignificant. That's more than you can I'm get trying to think of how game. many, yeah, how many they have on any given color. So... I mean, there's, it's more than half. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's like it goes to it's more than half because some are on both. So like a Pidgey you can find in both games. Yeah. And a Rattata you can find I think in both games. Um, or maybe not. Can you not? Find no, you definitely. I think you can. I think you can. You have to. I think you can. But certain. But the other thing was certain Pokemon only evolved when you. Traded. traded them so there are yeah, certain ones right. you had to trade in order to evolve them and then once a pokemon was traded you can't trade it back so to I, the same person to yeah. the same person and so that was another thing of like you couldn't like just build your pokedex just temporarily by going back and forth. yeah, yeah. Oh. but traded pokemon would get bonus, bonus experience stats. yes they would have bonus stats i think it was just experience was it just experience I think, but I could be wrong. I do have the guide for this downstairs. I did see the original that the other guide. Day. Yeah, yeah, the original guide. Perfect. Uh, just, yeah, it was so much fun. The trading was such a crucial part of it, which the the other reason I really was thinking of getting, uh, you know, playing it on the 3DS version so we could trade as opposed to you know the original DS, you know, Game Boy right. version that I, I definitely can't trade. And it's funny, even though we yeah. have Game Boy colors, this was not a color game. No, this it was, was not. This was still, you know, the original game, black and white. And we never got, like, yellow or anything like that. No, yellow came out later. And ye- yellow might have been a color game? I don't, I don't remember. So. I don't think yellow okay. came out late enough that it was... Well, not late enough, because obviously we got the colors with these original games. They were old by the time we got them. Not old, older by the time we got it, obviously. But I don't think so, because I think it didn't come out long after Red and Blue. But it came out long enough because like the games i think came out before the tv show but yellow came out after because that was the whole point of like it was more like the tv show that you start with pikachu right even if pikachu is garbage against this brock oh god you should not start with pikachu horrible mistakes <laughs> that was a glitch in uh, not glitch that was a uh, hidden feature in pokemon go because you have to start with the pokemon you can start with a pikachu in pokemon go oh by the way you do that is you walk away from your three decision things like enough times that a Pikachu appears. Uh-huh. I don't even remember what I started with in Pokemon Go. I, I deleted it from my phone yeah. years ago. I mean, I started with a Squirtle. Yeah. Always. Always Squirtle. So, I think it's time, Chris. What is your rose-tinted score for Pokemon? It has to be a nine and a half. We played the crap out of this game. I don't necessarily remember a... I mean, I remember most of the, like, Kanto... Sylph Tower, as you said, the cruise ship. I remember a ton of the places. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the gym leaders? At least, like, oh, I so mean, there's Brock, Brock and Misty. Misty. Then there's uh, I, there's the the Agatha the, is the ghost. No, Agatha is one of the final the the final four. There's like the guy with the buzz cut. He does electric, right? Yeah, that had the electric Pokemon. Yeah, and then there was. Um, what was the last guy? I wanted to say Gino, but I don't think that's right. No, no, that's you. The Team Rockets leader was Giovanni. Giovanni, yeah. And he was a gym leader. He was a gym yeah, leader. Yeah, he was the last gym leader. Yeah, but then there, because then we aren't even, not the final four. What are they called? The um, Elite Four. 
Yep. The that's Elite it. Four. And one of them was a dragon. One was like ghost and psychic. One, I don't, oh God. God, I'm not remembering nearly as many of these gym leaders as I yeah. thought. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those when we play it, it'll all come back. Oh, absolutely. Like, but I have this is a game because it was on Game Boy, and they never really re-released it. And it was so hard to play in a vacuum, I never went back and played it again. Yeah, that, you know that's I mean? a good point. I mean, I think I did a little bit, because I'm not sure yet. I at least played it, I must have played it a couple times, because just the save. Maybe that isn't the original save, but I put, clearly put time into that save. Yeah. But I think p- for me, playing the other Pokemon games has helped as well. Because like I said, I'm pretty sure in Silver and Gold you go back to the Kanto region. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, because I'm pretty sure that's what sold me <laughs> on it. Because that's, I think, in Johto officially. I don't know. But, okay, you give the you gave a Rose score of nine and a half. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What is your Rose score for this game? I'm going to give it a nine. We played a lot of it. I really loved it. I think there were lots of frustration points of learning in a game that I was unfamiliar with. A lot of grinding. This is one of those early games I learned about grinding. There was a lot of grinding, yeah. Of leveling and then like riding the bicycle around while you're waiting for your kid in the nursery. <laughs> and by kid, I mean Pokemon. No, that's not a thing in this game, is it? Yeah, there was the Pokemon nursery in this game. Was it? Yeah. I don't you remember can't, that you don't, at all. You don't breed them in this game, I don't think. No. But you could. there's like a nursery that if you leave them, they level up. Uh, I didn't think that was this game. I thought I could so. be wrong, though. Uh, I don't could know. Be, I might could be, be totally wrong. I might be Pokemon games. But I still remember the, the barriers that you can go one direction and not the other. Yep. <laughs> that was really annoying. So I remember there were definitely pain points, but I still loved this game. I still had a, fun, a lot oh, of fun. Oh, yeah. What is your predicted score for this game? Probably an eight. I think nostalgia is going to carry a lot through. I think it's not going to be nearly as deep as we remember. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big game. It's not a small game. No, but I think, I think there are going to be frustrations... I don't know. This is going to be really, really interesting. I mean, I'm going to go with an eight, but that's a really big guess. I'm I'm giving that like eight with an uncertainty of like a point and a half in, in either direction. Fair honestly. <laughs> what about you? What do you think your score is going to be when we play it again? I think it's going to be an eight as well. I think, like you said, I think nostalgia will be a big part of it, but I think that the pain points are going to show up a lot more on this move yeah. playthrough than they did when we originally played. I think the elements of if we can add the trading in, if you're playing like on the 3DS version, I think that'll be a huge help. And of because the yeah. 3DS version of trading, I'm assuming it's going to be way simpler than it was on the uh, Game Boy. I but, think I read somewhere that they did make it easier. Ooh, and you guys are coming out to visit, so we should play far enough that we can all trade amongst the four of us. Oh, uh, I mean, that's yeah, that should give us enough time. I just downloaded it right now. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to there be very far in it. I'm not saying we get all of them traded, but I'm saying between the four, the four of us, we can we can make some good headway on this. Yes. So you are gonna get Kyle a 3ds. <laughs> Maybe. You just committed to it, and Damn it. it's recorded. Damn it. Anyway, so Chris, you predicted, or you, so Chris, your rose tinted score was nine and a half out of ten, and then you're predicting an eight. My rose tinted score was a nine out of ten with a prediction of an eight. We'll see how it actually turns out. But I think it's time to go back to the present, back to where we have played it in a more recent era and hopefully traded a lot of Pokemon. So let's go. Yay! Yay! And we are back from the past. We have actually played this game sort of mostly. I had some issues that we could talk about. (laughs) But we have played the game again. It took us long enough, but we have finally played it again. 
Katie, what can you tell me about Pokemon now that we've played it again? I mean, we could go through the plot. It's, I want to be the very best. Yeah. Like, no, whatever was. Oh, no, we're going to get copyrighted. To catch them is my real (laughs) test. To train Train them them is my cause. cause. (laughs) Okay, we need to stop. We need to So, <laughs> gotta catch up, bro. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so the plot is you 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 want to be be the Pokemon champion, and in order to do that, you need to go to all of the gyms, beat all of the gym leaders, then fight the elite four, and then fight the final person who's the current Pokemon champion. And that's how you, that's how you beat the game. If you can catch as many Pokemon along the way as possible, you can't catch them all unless you trade. Because your uncle. Professor Oak wants you to send a, a, isn't he? Oh, no, he's, he's He's, your rival's uncle. He's your rival's grandfather. He's your rival's grandfather. Grandfather. Uh, whatever. Because that's the whole joke of, he's like, Grandpa, you don't remember my name. Grandpa, you don't remember my name. So. You're, you're, yeah, Professor Oak wants you to catalog all of the Pokemon in the world as a child. And you, and you get bonuses along the way if you do. So, like, at certain points, you could talk to someone and like, oh, you found 30 Pokemon. Here's an item. Yeah. Like, thank you, jerks. So that's We the say plot. this like, it's, uh, I'm, 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 if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what the plot of Pokemon is. <laughs> let's, let's be completely oh, I don't know honest. What you're talking about. That doesn't I, sound right. I love all of you listeners, and I don't want to condescend to you. You know what Pokemon is about. If you One don't play pokemon I, where why are you listening to this podcast if you don't want don't know what pokemon is about valid uh okay so after i regret so let's get into some of the mechanics of the game mm-hmm. um outside the but obviously so the main things you're doing in the game you're catching pokemon and you're fighting pokemon and fighting trainers those are the main things you do when you're running around the world or biking around the world yes and you so like you start with one of three starter Pokemon, whatever. That's how you start. And what you find, you find Pokemon in long grass. So you walk around in long grass, which is the equivalent of walking around in the world and any other JRPG or RPG yeah. in general. And you have to damage them with your whatever Pokemon you have. And well, this was interesting because I think we found a video Right, I think uh, producer Kyle found a video about the actual mechanics because this is yeah. the amount of math that goes into there's so Pokemon much math is insane. It was like an hour um, long video that was explaining yeah. the perfect way to catch a Pokemon in the game and things like the Ultra Ball, which is supposed to be the second best ball in the game, is actually not as good as the Great Ball at times because of the the probability basically. Uh, that the the Ultra Ball adds isn't enough to make it better than the Great Ball when you're comparing it to the damage you've done. It's there was like he there was so much math in this video about what the best way, what is the best statuses to give Pokemon to best catch them, like at, how, what you're, percentage you're going, of health you're going through is a best. Lot. You're you're going through a lot. I'm sorry. Of, I'm sorry. Mechanics we haven't talked about. Ah, there's a lot. <laughs> but so it, yes, but, dam- damage Pokemon with moves. Which it's 
it's it's very um very old school Final Fantasy where it's almost like depletable weapons. Like it, it yes. reminds me almost of the um not Final Fantasy, the Saga Frontier ones where it's like your weapons only had a certain amount. Yeah. So it's like your your Pokemon have a certain amount of um what was it? A uh SP SP skill points. Yeah. Before you yeah, so you could per, only use a move a certain attack. number of time. Yeah. Until yeah. you heal. But you know, you could yeah, it's it it's it feels so weird to try to explain Pokemon. And, yeah. Like I want to, but Yeah, so so but getting into some of the of like catching you 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 attack a Pokemon till its health is low enough that you can catch mm-hmm. it. Different balls have different odds. because uh, there's the the Pokeball, Great Ball, Ultra Ball, and then the Master Ball. A- as well as the Safari ball or ball that you can only use in Safari Zone. I was gonna say spoilers. I did not. I got about a third of the way through the game on the second playthrough because I'm the worst. And you I are the some, worst. I had some technical issues. You did have a lot of technical issues. I, uh, so, so I'll say that my my DS when I went on travel at some point it stopped taking a charge, yeah. so I couldn't charge it anymore. But the battery was still good, so the only way to play it was to take producer Lisa's. DS battery out of her DS, put it into mine, put the other battery into hers, charge that battery through her DS, and then swap back and forth every time the battery died. Yeah, so, that sounds about right. It was slightly annoying, and it made me sad and mad. Yeah, that's valid. So yeah. I got to like a little over halfway. I think I was in Fuchsia City. Um mm-hmm. When I finished up this particular playthrough, but in general, the the reason I bring it up is when it comes to catching Pokemon, we talk about myths in the game of Mew actually is available, but that was a myth for a long time that he was, and then right. everyone thought he wasn't. Another myth that I feel like everyone talk about Pokemon games is, oh, if you do this one thing, you're more likely to catch a Pokemon. So things like, I remember we used to think if you hold down A on your on your Game Boy, it's more- oh, as, I thought it was B. Down and B, down and no, B th- when you throw the ball, or is, is it, it down, A? It, it, I thought it was down and A. Down I mean, and A. N- neither work. of them worked. So no, but we oh, thought yeah, they yeah. did. Down and A. Yes. And so you would hold it, and only after you toss the po- you toss as you're tossing the Pokemon ball, and you'd hold it, and as the ball's jiggling, it'd be like doo 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 doo, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and you used to think that helped. Everyone's like, oh no, I swear, I swear, it makes it easier. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything. No. It's a lie. It's all math and probability. That's all it is. Nothing you can do about it changes anything, which is just fascinating. <laughs> well, except for wearing the Pokemon down. So that's the other thing. Along with elemental types, every Pokemon has an, at least one elemental type, if not yep. m- multiple. Multiple. If you count normal. No, some have more than just normal. And uh, yeah, I'm saying as an elemental type of normal. Oh, well, yeah. Normal is an elemental type somehow. <laughs> well, yeah. But so everything. But they also, their moves can also have elemental types. So... Yes, which was huge, as as we said in the trope of the day. Yeah, because, and that was interesting too, because like, for example, a Blastoise is a water type, so he could have mm-hmm. water moves. I believe in late game stages, most water Pokemon could also take ice moves, which was huge. So you could double, that's mm-hmm. when you, so even though he wasn't a nice Pokemon, he could have ice moves. But you couldn't teach every move to every Pokemon. You They had to be somewhat within their elemental category. So like Blastoise couldn't be taught a plant move. That's just not allowed. Why are you making that face? Was that, is that true? Like, yeah. Because you had, so there was the HMs and TMs. Yeah, you couldn't teach Cut to Blastoise. That wouldn't be allowed. 
You had to you teach it teach, to a plant well, type. You could teach cut to anyone, I thought. No, only to plant types. Oh. This is the thing that probably I would have figured out if I could have made it through more of the game. Oh, you're the worst. Or done research. Uh, but either way, the the, the types that w- the, the the type of move and the type of Pokemon obviously really changed how you could play the game and how easy or hard you made the battles for you. That's why Yellow, we are saying, is such a tough game to start and play because Pikachu is electric type Pokemon, and the first gym you go to is Rock, which rock. electricity does nothing to. And then the only other Pokemon you could pick up before you hit the Rock gym are. Like a bird and a bug. <laughs> Ratata and Pidgey. Yeah. And Ratata and Pidgey and, and, and uh, Caterpie or Weedle. Like, it, they weren't strong. Not, so not really, helpful. Yeah. You really need to rely on your starter Pokemon, which also why starting with Charmander was a rough start. Yes, because you're, you're again, rock, which is weak to water, plant, and water. Mm. And then your second gym leader is Water, water, which is strong against fire. Yeah. So, so you're an idiot if you choose Charmander. <laughs> so it, those kind of things come into it. The other reason you're catching. Po- so that's another reason you really want to catch Pokemon throughout the game. Of course, you want to fill out the Pokedex because Professor Oak asked you to. But you're doing mm. it to better combat the opponent you're about to fight. So like when you know you're going to be going to Misty's gym and she has all water types, you want to get a bunch of grass Pokemon if you can. So you try to find a couple grass Pokemon because you know they'll do well against water. Or when you're going to the electric gym, you want a ground Pokemon because electricity can't do anything to them. This is the other reason you really Mm. like try to find the different types of Pokemon. And that's that's where the strategic elements of the game come in because you're only allowed to hold six Pokemon at a time. Right. And so you have to plan for whatever battles you know are coming up. Sometimes you don't know because there'll be random trainers in the world that'll just approach you, which is a pain <laughs> in the butt. <laughs> well, because they come off, off screen. It's one of yes. those. Yeah, it's, it's line of sight, but not your line of sight. Yeah. Boop, do, do, do. They always had the sound effect and they'd have a little exclamation point Boop. over their yeah, head. yeah. But that you kind of go around, you you want to beat all the gyms, and the only way to go from like one gym to another or to get to certain areas, you have to have certain gym badges. Mm-hmm. Get the gym badge. And the gym, the gym badges helped you control Pokemon if you traded them. Yes, that was a big thing. If, if you had traded Pokemon, you could only control them up to a certain level, and you needed gym badges to allow you to control higher was, than that. Yeah, there was there was all of the crazy hacks that we talked about in the Rose segment where you could get all the starter Pokemon. Yeah. By trading or the glitch that producer Kyle found. Yeah. If you can pause the game within like two frames yeah and then you can you can which i got i i did that and and got two of the starter pokemon and didn't press my luck yeah i i gave up i i couldn't get it to work but but it, it is really interesting like having those elements to it with the different pokemon the trading but the other thing when you traded a pokemon a traded pokemon's xp grew more than a non-traded pokemon it actually grew yes, faster got, you had a boost bonus xp yeah which was which was nice because what's the i mean like the the only other way to level up pokemon well was what to you threw them in the front of your party? Yep, they were always the first Pokemon out because every Pokemon that is in the battle, no matter how much damage they do, gets the same amount of points. Uh, it, it splits, does, yeah, it does split the the total XP between the number of Pokemon, so it wasn't always beneficial to go through like four Pokemon with one. Mm-hmm. 
because then you're splitting the XP a little bit too much. But that's how you like if you have a super low level Pokemon, you put them at the front of your party and then you send them out. And then as soon as your first move, you switch Pokemon immediately. Or if you had something like a Magikarp that has no real attacks, that's the only way to level it up. Splash Splash was super effective. Use Splash Attack. Use Splash Attack. You can you can teach Use them splash. tackle. They can tackle. If you, like, <laughs> you could give a you could give them an HM, which was an item that had skills. Yeah. No. So so HMs could you could use over and over again. TMs you no, could t- only use once. Yes. Correct. 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 TMs, which which honestly I just threw into the item box and never yep. use them again because Agreed. they were only useful. only very specific ones did i use yeah. more more often so to, to get into a little bit what is a tm versus an hm these are technical and hidden machines that's what tm yep. is technical machine hm is hidden machine what these are are these are items you can find around the world either given to you when you beat like a gym leader is often where you get the hms from mm-hmm the HMs and TMs can be found around the world. Um, all items that are just in the world are found in Pokeballs, which I find hilarious. Which I wish you could save those Pokeballs. I know, right? When you're running the world map, you'll see like a Pokeball on screen and you go up to mm-hmm. it and it's an item. Unless you're in certain areas and it's not an item, it's a Voltorb. <laughs> right. <laughs> which they did because is- the Voltorb is the Pokemon that looks like a Pokeball. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they did do that a couple of times where they're like, oh, is it night? Oh, it's a Voltorb battle. <laughs> You're like, ah. Why do you need a Pokeball to capture a Voltorb? I know, right? It just seems wrong. <laughs> so the point with HMs and TMs, though, is they can add skills to your Pokemon. So HMs yes. were hidden machines. These were ones that were really needed to progress through the game so those are ones you could use in the overworld they could use in the overworld so these are mechanics like cut where you could cut down certain types of plants to get through certain areas Mm -hmm. there was fly so you could fly from town to town uh Mm -hmm. surf which you go in the water and surf flash flash which is how you light up dark areas so those were the hms and and they were they they were required basically you had to teach at least one pokemon your hms and you could teach as many pokemon as you want an HM. A TM, you could only use once on a Pokemon. Right. So you had, that's why, because Chris and I are hoarders, of course, we never end up using yeah. them because we're too scared <laughs> to be like, well, what if there's another Pokemon later that what I really want to use this? this on? The only one I always used was Bubblegun uh, for, because I always started with Squirtle. And so I always gave him uh, Bubblegun because he didn't ever learn it. And it was a super powerful yeah. TM. And so that was the one I always used. Right. Or was it bubble gun or water gun? One of the water. It might have been water gun actually. Uh, water gun because that's found in Mount Moon. So it was water gun. But still, it was it, it's a it's a skill that was really especially early game was super super helpful to have. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing about that is about like only using them once. You just didn't want to use them. But you can only teach a, a Pokemon can only have four moves at a time. And so right. as they level up, they of course can learn new skills. But then you have to choose to get rid of older skills. And so sometimes it was easier. You would get rid of the non-elemental attacks was almost always the way I went to start with. I also mm-hmm. didn't care about statuses very much when I was growing up because it was like, meh, who cares if putting them to sleep? I didn't, you know, do the math of this which, actually which makes things easier. Which is funny because, yeah, that's incredibly important. Well, you could put that on certain Pokemon Yeah, I later, didn't care. Like, I'd always be yeah, like, meh, Well, yeah, meh, yeah. Because I was a kid. And so or I'd always like replace the, the, those. like the, the, the 
the sand attack or any yeah. of those like speed down speed down or like speed up or special up i always got rid of all of those yeah <laughs> but that's the other reason i wouldn't want to use tms because i'd be like but what if eventually i replace this then i wasted this tm entirely which is not supposed to be how you're supposed to think of it but that's how i always was like no i don't want to use them like ever right and there's evolve mechanic oh yeah Right, so when you level up to a certain point, it evolves into a different Pokemon, which is well, some really Pokemon cool. evolve into different. different Pokemon. Some, yeah, yeah, not all of them, but there's certain Pokemon that you can use an item to make them evolve. Mm-hmm. But once you do that, a lot of times they won't learn any new moves. Yeah. So if you like use that item for like uh, uh, the the I think Nidorangs. Pikachu. No, I was gonna say the Pikachu. Yeah, I think Pikachu, was the good a- example. Pikachu to Raichu. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, Pikachu, the only way to evolve Pikachu to Raichu was with a Thunderstone. So you had Correct. to use it. But if you evolved Pikachu, because you can choose at any time, as soon as you can buy a, a Thunderstone, you can evolve your Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But if you evolve your Pikachu before level 43, you won't get Thunder. Yes. You'll get Thunder Shock later on and you'll get Thunder Wave. But you won't get Thunder, which is a very solid attack to have. So you don't want to evolve him until he's past level 43, which seems really late for something like a Pikachu. (laughs) Um, The other thing you do, this isn't just apply to using items to help evolve. A Pokemon will naturally evolve at a certain level, but you can stop it from evolving if you want to keep it at that lower level. There are kind of some benefits. I think it's if you I, hold B as they're trying to evolve. Yeah. So I think I read somewhere where the stat growth might actually be bigger. It it is. Yeah. In, so in so the lower. So you get abilities sooner, typically at the lower evolution, yeah. and the stat growth is faster. And then if you then evolve later, you get the bon- You keep those bonuses basically. Right. But it's crazy that which that's like, like a thing. Which is like so against, I mean, I guess it, it's if you want to take the game more seriously, then you could do that. But if you just want to see the different Pokemon. You just then... want the different pokes. But the other yeah. thing is sometimes, like, especially those early po- Pokemon. Po- ho- ho- pokes. Pokes. Stop they're that. the pokes. <laughs> <laughs> who says, who says that? I'm not going to call them Mons. Uh, I'm not going to call them Mons. The- the pokes. The pokes. I'm. Lulls. <laughs> uh... Uh... But what I was going to say is it, certain Pokemon, you evolve them just to have all of their evolution and then you never use them ever again. Oh, of course. Yeah. So you don't care about the stats. You're just like, okay, I'm done. There's, there's tons of Pokemon that are completely useless. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I'm if, sure if there wanna... are pro players who can find use for almost any Pokemon. I'm not going to bother. Hey, now. You're an all-star? Stop it. Enrich my boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, Pokemon. The other thing, uh, as we mentioned earlier, is when it came to catching Pokemon, is certain Pokemon were only available in one version of the game. Yes. And you had which to is, trade in order to get them. Which I did not do on this playthrough. Mm-mm. Producer Lisa said she was going to play and then didn't. And in fairness, I didn't really play that much either, so... Shame on us both, but it's it's interesting because most of the time they're comparable. Yes, they but did try. You get into things like you get like so the earliest ones, Ekans and Arbok are only on red, 
Raichu yeah. and Sanchu, Sanchu early on blue. Not That's Raichu. A poison and a Sanchu and Sandslash. What did I say? Raichu. Oh yeah, Sanchu. Thank you. So so like Ekans and Arbok are mm-hmm. on red. Sanchu and Sandslash are on blue. That's a poison and a ground type. Yeah. That's that's annoying. <laughs> like yeah, uh, no. Oddish, uh, Oddish is only on. So like Oddish is on red, and, and Bell Sprout is on blue. Bell, yeah, Bell Sprout is on blue. That's fair. They're both. I mean, grass. yeah, they're both poison grass. But Meowth is only on blue, and well, what? The other thing that used to drive me nuts is that a certain Pokemon that were only on one, you could still find them. Other trainers in your game still had them oh yeah just not just not you and you can't capture those and you can't capture the ones yeah you could try but it's just like what are you doing stop that so there were 11 unique pokemon for each game Mm -hmm. and yeah there's just it's crazy that some of them were only available on one side versus the other they again they tried to make some equal so like there was growlith and vulpix were on two different sides so they're both fire pokemon they tried but some of them just weren't equal and it also the timing of the game that you run into them is kind of the other interesting thing of when does it matter because that's why having ekans early on can be really helpful because it's a it's a poison type and having poison really early is super helpful versus a ground type there's a ton of ground type in early games so you don't really the benefit of having the exclusive sandshrew is not nearly as much as the exclusive ekans i think Oh, you got poison from you got poison from uh, Weedle if you really yeah, wanted. and also from uh, uh, the the uh, what is the Paris the mushroom bug? Yes, yeah, the mushroom crab. Yeah. So, but still, it just you know it was was almost not game breaking, but if you got a Caterpie, got him to a Butterfree, which is a bug, a eventually a bug psychic Pokemon. He learned psychic. I forgot about which that. is which is massive against yeah. certain types of Pokemon early game. Yeah, that's true. Because freaking Weedle slash well Kakuna slash uh, uh, Metapod, those are those Magikarp ones where they were just yeah. Well, okay. If you caught them as they were, all they knew was harden. All they knew so was harden. Useless. Yeah. But if you evolved you, it from one if of you the evolved lower them, levels, they knew tackle. Yeah. But um, so, we- Weedle and Weedle and Beedrills were really cool looking, but they weren't very helpful. useless. Yeah, but that's completely one thing I think we useless. were we were actually wrong about that. Those were not. We thought one uh, Caterpie was in one game and Weedle was no, in the other. You're right. They are yeah. not. They are not exclusive, which we were incorrect about. So they were less exclusive, I think, than we originally thought in our Rose segment. But there's I, still some. I think based on the I based on the guide, I think they were more prevalent in one versus the other. Mm-hmm. If I remember, because I've again had the old Prima I, I, yeah. guide. So yeah. Kyle found a copy of the old Prima guide that we used. And so a quote from the guide is, also, certain Pokemon appear more frequently in one version than the other. There are more yeah. Beetle and Kakuna in red version and Caterpie and Metapod in blue. Yes. More female Nidoran roam the, thick- the thickets of blue version of Pokemon than male, while you'll be uh, beating male uh, Nidoran off with a stick in the red version of the game. Get the ah, picture? No, no, no. That's bad, what it says. Bad guide. I know. So we we again got very lucky in the sense as kids that our parents, whoever advised our parents this, because they didn't know this when they bought these systems. There's no way they understood all this detail. But when our parents got us the, the Game Boys, we each got a Game Boy. 
Chris got Pokemon Red, I got Pokemon Blue, and they got a connector cable. Whoever set them up was very smart, because then Chris and I had access, in theory, to all 151 Pokemon between the two of us, which was very smart. I think we, I think we did that. The connector cable? Asked for it. Uh, did we? I think so. I, that would make sense, too. I don't remember. It's <laughs> been a long time. So, not even the uh, certain Red versus Blue, there were certain Pokemon that you could only get, like, once. Yes. Like the um, fossils. The fossils, yeah. Ammonite yeah. versus Kabuto. Ammonite and Kabuto, yeah. Or, and they're the, we're not playing that game again. And the other, yeah, there are certain ones that like you had to make a choice between one or the other at certain points. Oh, the yeah. Eevees. You can only have right. you can, one Eevee There was only Eevee one game, Eevee. Yeah, but there's you, only he one could evolve Eevee. Into, it could evolve into three different Pokemon. Yeah. Can That's you? annoying. That means I, you need at least two friends. <laughs> How dare they? I I think in later games, I don't think it was in this game. There was no Pokemon breeding in this game. There was the Pokemon babysitter. No, there was there was not. But there was no, no breeding. There, there was yeah. There was no babysitting. In this yeah, game. there was there was a babysitter where you could leave it, and then the amount of steps you take was the XP they would get. He was at the bottom of the bike path. Oh yeah. I did it. Again. I I used him, so I know I know yeah. it. Yeah. So the bike, which was incredibly. Oh god, helpful. the bike was so nice but that meant that you heard no music in the game other than the bike music <laughs> other than the bike music but i remember early game before you get the bike music get the bike i'm like everything is so slow to get around yeah <laughs> took forever uh, well especially because one of my big notes is the amount of grind in oh this game the grind is... in this game i'm a guy who likes grinding in rpgs this was too much grind it like, was going back. This was too much grind for me. It, it was like, brutal. This is, it just, just, you would have had to listen to the last 49 episodes to realize when I say it's too much grind that that's a thing. Yeah, like, it, it was a lot. It made it really, really difficult to get through certain areas. And the other thing was because, especially early game, you didn't have a ton of money. So you couldn't buy a lot of supplies. And so. Huge, huge note for me on that, but keep going. So, so when you would get to areas that were just flooded with trainers, because that's what happened. You'd get to a certain region and there'd be trainers around every single corner. I'd go, mm. I'd have to fight two trainers, then go back to the, the Pokemon Center. And then I'd fight two more trainers, then go back to the Pokemon Center. So it was a lot of back and forth, too. Oh, yeah. That's, on top that's, of the also grind. One of my notes is constantly going back to the Pokemon Center. Yeah. Which, that, you know, you, you get to know that music very well. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. Da, da, da. Yep. <laughs> But the trainers were the only way to get money. Yeah. So uh, you could back yourself into a corner or run out of Pokeballs if you can't capture yep. Pokemon. Yep. Like, that's one of my huge, huge critiques looking back at this game is not being able to get money easily. Like, I, I remember when I started playing, I literally looked up. I was like, how do you get money in this game it's like trainers oh just beat the elite four over and over again yeah it's just like well that doesn't help you early in game yeah because you can run out of pokeballs and then you're screwed because yes. you can't get more pokemon without pokeballs yeah yeah i, I remember <sighs> i think like, at least at least healing is free right yes healing like, is free healing is free if you go if you bother to go all the way back to the poke center but, like, yeah, you couldn't have any items and Pokeballs. Like, you could run out of Pokeballs. Yeah, very easily. I, I remember learning 
not in this current playthrough, but in a later in life while playing the game again, that I think if you go and talk to your mom after talking to Professor Oak when you're about to go on your journey, she gives you money, mm-hmm. which is nice. She does. But it's like, but it's like I didn't. I don't think I talked to her before I left on the original yeah. game. So like, I just never got that money, which would have been also helpful. Like not, you could not get a map if you don't yeah. talk to the right person. Yeah. You could not get the bike like, if you don't talk to the right person, because then you don't get the is, bike. That is also true. You the could buy a bike, but it's like nine or whatever. Yeah, you have to get a bike yeah. coupon because otherwise it's like nine thousand whatever the currency is in this game. No, yeah. the, the bike. Yeah. No, no, no. It costs a million, which is one more than or hundred thousand. It's one more than you're able to possibly hold in the game. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. literally an in joke to get you to get the coupon. Ah, I see. So there you go. I mean, it just, there are parts of the game that are very, very difficult that were rough to get through. And yeah, we didn't even get to end game where the Elite Four is, I know, really freaking hard unless you're really ultra prepared. I don't know how someone can beat the Elite Four without having a guide early on because. Oh, yeah, because you'd have to go in there and see you what have they to, have and you get have your to, butt kicked. Right. You'd have to go in and see. But it, you also can't heal in between each of the Elite Four battles so or change right. Pokemon. So you have to use the same six Pokemon for all four of the Elite Four who have four very different sets of Pokemon. And then you have to go into the final fight with your rival at the end also without having healed. I think Mm -hmm. there might be a heal in between the the elite four and the rival, but either way, the elite four themselves, you definitely don't have a heal in between them. And that is rough. It's a gauntlet. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah. And it's meant to be. It's the end of the game. I get it. But I remember struggling even knowing all of who they're going to be like. It was tough. Yeah. Or you could use the missing no W item glitch. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have great Pokemon. Well, yeah. Just get all dragon type. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, or, nothing, or you, nothing but Gyarados and Dragonites. I was going to say, or or you do the missing no glitch for Master Balls, and so you can catch all of the legendary Pokemon really oh, easily. Oh, yeah. That's what I always did. That was the first thing when I could do the missing, once I found the missing Oh, no yeah, thing, of course. You, because normally item. there's only, there's one Master Ball yeah. in the entire game. And so normally people use it, if, if you're doing it the Mewtwo, right way, yeah. you'd use it for Mewtwo. But if mm-hmm. you use Missing No, who is, again, one of those myths that was real of if you do a certain steps and do all these steps, then you can find this glitch Pokemon. Again, it's like the W item glitch. Whatever item was in your certain slot, you get 99 it, of. It, it so. was like, yeah, it was like the 17th slot. It was some weird. You, it wasn't you like use a logical that for, slot. You use that for rare candy or master balls or. Yeah. I'm trying to think, is Missing No in the guidebook? He must have been, because that's the only way we would have found out. We weren't using internet, really, at the time. No, I think we were. I think we found it on probably, like, GameFAQs. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because... It, it isn't. It's not a bug. Because, like, it's known. It's, like, the developers, like, it was no, not, it like... No, it is a bug. It's a, it is, there's a reason that everything's broken with it. It's a bug. It's, a, it's, it's either a bug or a number. cheat. Yeah, it's a, a fair. Is it a debug? Ha, 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 ha. I mean, I'm only half joking about that because that's what I know. I, I'm, I'm guessing it was. Uh, it's not in the guidebook. Which means it's not in the guidebook. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not in the guidebook. Right. So either way, that was crucial to playing this game. <laughs> crucial. Unless you wanted to grind like crazy. Yes. Yeah. So I think, I, I mean, we've gone quite in detail about the game at this point. <laughs> game. Hopefully is it, is everyone knows. Talking about the, the different... Yeah, I was going to say we barely talked about the mechanic. We could talk about the Safari Zone. That was a nice yeah. change of pace. 
Yeah, I mean, instead of you're throwing rocks at things instead of instead of fighting them. Yeah, and then but then it was also you only got thirty Safari Zone balls every time you went in, and so it was really really hard to catch some of those Pokemon. Yeah, really, because like there and there were a lot of exclusives in there that that was the only way you can get them is in the Safari Zone, and it was almost impossible. I remember I really struggled on those because I couldn't use the Master Ball glitch. So the the Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a lot of fun mechanics. There was the uh, when you go into the the ghost area. Yeah. And you needed like the sylph scope. Yeah, you needed the poke see the ghosts. Right, you needed the poke flute to the be able to move. Flute. Snorlax. Classic. Mm. <laughs> uh, the like the it- whole idea of Team Rocket's headquarters and you go through that whole thing and then you find out Giovanni is actually a gym leader and you're just like, this is wild. I remember the, like the gym finding from that like out as the a kid. second town that you're yeah, in. That was yeah. closed and you couldn't get to and you didn't know why. Yeah. And it turns out it's because Giovanni was the gym leader and so you had to go fight him later. Like yeah, that was cool. And also, oh my God, getting around uh, Team Rocket headquarters was I don't again, not sure how I would have done it without a guide because it's it they do the like the teleport pads where this pad goes yeah. to this one and this one goes to this one. And I don't know how I would have figured that out had I not had a guide to tell me which ones to go to. It just it would have taken too long just, and I don't have patience as just, we all know. Just make your make your own maps. I, I don't understand. I'm not you. I'm not you. I can't <laughs> do that. I can't do that. No, and we've talked a lot about the mechanics, Chris. Let's like I know. That's as yeah. There's so much to this game. There's a reason that it created the behemoth franchise that exists today is from these games. The anime helped mm. a lot, obviously. But these games themselves, I don't think the anime would have taken off and kept going even if the game stopped. But the games kept going for a reason because they were just so wildly popular. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, cultural phenomenon. We talked yeah. about it with Halo. We talked about it with Mario. We talked about it with Sonic. It's... It's a cultural touch point. Mm-hmm. You you see Pikachu, you see a Pokeball. I, I mean, Ash not like Ash's hat a little bit, but like yeah. the Pokeball and Pikachu are the like two iconic pieces. Yeah, and, and I mean even the starter Pokemon, right? Yeah, like, and as we were joking about the song, like anyone of our generation, you start playing that song, they will stop and start singing. Like that's just oh, a thing. Yeah. It's just a thing. Was, like people will just do it. I know it's 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 a cultural icon. I wish I liked the game better. So so going getting back and playing it again. So getting to that, then what's your final score for Pokemon, Chris? Oh, this is so hard. A seven, okay. and I think that's honestly being generous because I think there are massive flaws in the way that the game is built. With the money mechanic, mm-hmm. you could back yourself into a corner. Like, producer Lisa was like, I'm out of money. I'm out of Pokeballs. And I don't have any Pokemon that can beat anyone right now. Yeah. So even if you, you would just have to grind so much. You have to, to grind the, the wild Pokemon, which don't give you a lot of XP. You get XP no. from trainer battles. It's, I don't, honestly, I don't think... The core mechanics are built very well in this <laughs> version of the game. Yeah. They've gotten better. I love the story. I love the characters. I love all of the different Pokemon. The game, I think, is fundamentally flawed. <laughs> so seven for me. I like the music. Yeah. Um. Oi, what about you? What's your final score? 
I think my final score is also a seven. I agree with you. It's just one of those situations where it was so wildly frustrating at times replaying this game with the amount of grinding you have to do. And it's not fun grinding. It's brutal, annoying grinding because you're getting like 20 XP per like wild Pokemon and you need 500. It's just, it's rough. It's rough. And, and, and I'm a guy that grinds in every RPG that he plays. And this was too much grind. It was it was, it was a difficult time for a bit. But I still yes. liked it overall. I still, this is obviously what started my love of ke- uh, like collector games. Like this is the first game oh, I had yeah. where you had to collect different types of, po- of, of an item. And I love games like that. And I've played a bunch since then. Uh, there's so much in this game I really love. And I still loved playing it again. And I had so much, I remembered so much as well of like, the first three or four gyms I remembered off the top of my head. So I didn't have to look up the guide and stuff, which is, you know, it makes sense at this point, but it's also nice to do that. So I did love playing it, but Oh God, there were times when I was like, this is, I had to take breaks. Cause like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I can't sit here and grind for an hour. I just can't. This was one of those games where it's like producer Lisa kept having to remind me. It's like, you need to play this game. And it's just like, I think this is an indictment on this game where I'm, I'm being yelled at to play this game again. It's like, but I love Pokemon. And it's like, do I like, yes, but it's just, this is, I think nostalgia made us forget. Oh yeah. I mean the, the rose, the rose tinted glasses are so rose. Yes. But also we were also kids who had a lot less going on in our lives. So this is the only game we had. Then it's the only (laughs) game we had. So to be fair, I'll give them that. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point. But overall, I mean, I, I, I'm going to keep playing it. I I am just going to keep playing it in the long run. I really enjoy it. It's just, it's just going to, it's going to be a slow, slow burn, slow burn on this one. That's fair. So this is fun because our my rose tinted score was a nine and a half. Yeah. Predicted eight, gave it a seven. Uh-huh. Your rose was a nine, also an eight predicted at a seven. So yep. it's not the worst, but yeah, I think that the the rose was strong in these. Yeah. But still gonna I'll go back and play it if I'm bored. Yeah, but it's which, just not gonna be something you're gonna go out of your way to play all the time. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of people say fire red and leaf green are the place to go. Yeah, fire let red and leaf green apparently fix a lot of that and are still similar enough, but Yeah. It's I it it would be great if I had time to play new <laughs> anything. Games. I know. Uh but other than that, this, of course. On that note, what's the next game that we're going to be playing for the podcast? The next game for the podcast is going to be Aladdin for the Sega Genesis or SNES, one or the other. I can't wait to be pissed off constantly by it. It's going to to be a rough one. Spoilers! It's going to be a rough one. We're looking forward to it. (laughs) So thank you again, everyone, for sticking around. I know there was a big gap. Uh, Hopefully this episode's worth it because it was long and rambly. Uh, If you didn't get a chance to check out our non-rose that just came out recently, producer Lisa became a temporary host and joined Chris uh, to talk about Assassin's Creed 2 and their time in Italy. So check that episode out. Also long and rambly. (laughs) And we're hopefully going to be on a more regular schedule at this point. So Aladdin hopefully will be coming out next month. Uh, We also have some other non-roses hopefully coming out in this time period. So we're kind of trying to fill in these gaps a little bit more. Uh, Otherwise, hope everyone's doing great. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. Big thanks to our producers, as always. Big thanks to you guys with all of your patience. We see you on Twitch on those small times that we've been streaming. 
Love talking with you guys. Love talking with everyone on social media. Check us out if you haven't. We're GWGW Show, games we grew up with. You can find us on Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, most social media platforms, YouTube as well, all of your podcasting platforms. We've got a roadmap. We've got a plan for this we year. We have a We're plan gonna for be this better. year. We're going to be better. Yay. So thank you again, everyone. And say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Bye, everyone. We both did the same thing. Oh, God. (laughs)